Hi, my name is Garrett Koger, and I am a 24-year-old sports reporter at the Lorraine Morning Times who likes journalism so much, I decided to start a podcast about it. This is episode two of the Young Journalist Podcast. I am joined by my friend and co-worker, Adi Castaneda. She is the Laredo Morning Times magazine editor. She does amazing work, and I wanted to get her insight on magazine journalism and other things that intrigue me about her journalistic journey. So enjoy the podcast, and let's get started. Adi! How's quarantine treating you, friend? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting pretty used to it. Like, how, I mean, how long have you been in quarantine now? Um, I think it's been a good month and a half already. Dang. That means I'm probably That's like... you, but... Yeah, no, if you're going on like a month and a half, I'm probably like two months into this. Yeah, you're in it two months. Dang. <laughs> wow. Time flies. When you're doing nothing. (laughs) Because I'm probably like the least productive quarantine person in the world, probably. I feel more productive in quarantine. I mean, like, I've I've got, like, several articles done, but, I mean, other than that, nothing. Like, granted, I live in an apartment, so, like, if I lived in that house, I'd probably be doing home improvements. But... Other than that, but we this is not a home improvement podcast. This is a journalist podcast. So... (laughs) Adi, let's just dive into it. Uh, first off, just tell the people out there what your job is at the Laredo Morning Times. Like, what's your official title? Because I call you the magazine editor, and I know that's, like, wrong. To, like, it's pretty right, though, but they have, like, a proper Yeah, title. like, what's the proper title? It sounds a lot fancier than it is, and it's um, magazine development editor. <laughs> so what does that all entail, though? So I'm with, I work alongside retail and I'm in charge of like several sections of the newspaper that are both weekly and monthly and they deal with things from health to real estate to society. And then the main star of the show or my favorite one of all of them is a magazine that I run um, along with the team and it's called Divino. It's a fashion lifestyle magazine. Yeah, no, it's my favorite two out of all of them, because granted, I think, like, the only other ones that I, like, read, which so I sound very terrible, because, like, it's my paper, and I should probably be reading all of them, is, like, either <laughs> Salud, or the, like, home improvement ones, like, the ceiling, like, lighting. Or the kids, the kids section. I've actually, I've actually never read kids before. That's my, that's my second favorite. I, I could tell, because, like, weren't you, like, a pretty, like, an elementary substitute teacher before you became like I a... I was before I broke into journalism. <laughs> yeah, and since we mentioned breaking into journalism, Adi, I mean, how did you break into journalism? Like, how did you get your start and so forth? I think it was very much luck because I, I studied English in college, right? Yeah. I knew, I knew I wanted to be a journalist, I knew I wanted to write and stuff, but my university, which was the University of Texas at San Antonio, they did not have a journalism program, so I just went with English. And um, I did the mistake, I guess, of not getting involved with my college newspaper, magazine, any sort of publication. I didn't do any internships. So um, it just happened that I was living at the newspaper actually and they had an opening for a reporter. So I did what any sane person who wanted to be a journalist would do and I applied. <laughs> yeah, so you've been at the Laredo Morning Times for like what? 
four years now? Four. I started in 2016. Yeah, so four years. The, like, rookie general assignment reporter. And those who aren't, like, familiar with the newspaper business, general assignment is... <laughs> I think it was, like, pretty fun, but it's very random because you don't have a beat. Yeah. Which is, like, a, your assigned subject, your forte, your area of expertise. So you cover everything from funerals to 5K runs to a 92nd-year-old's birthday to just, like, whatever is left over, basically, as far as news is concerned. Yeah. I mean, I've had some journal assignment uh, experience because, uh, I mean... Uh, the paper before all this happened we were kind of like two reporters down because some of them left so uh, they asked me to do some general assignment stuff and I mean you aren't kidding when it says it's very random because I mean I covered a parade inside the mall here in Laredo it, like it was a 4th of July parade and it was just like the most random event but I was like okay whatever I mean that's how I spent my 4th of July really fun and then other times you have to wake up extremely early on a saturday and you start to question why you wanted to do this <laughs> yeah no you aren't kidding because uh right before uh christmas down here uh there's a event called like walk with the block it's like some local laredo in who wants to clean up the city and he does early morning walks and i had to drive all the way down to i think it's chacon bat park like it's mm -hmm. near cigaroa so that was fun waking up really early and driving all the way down there but i mean so let's talk about your experience. I mean, like, what does it go like? What goes all into creating a magazine? Like, what what does it take to put out a quote unquote perfect issue? Actually, they're never perfect, but yes, quote unquote perfect. But you always like look back at them, and you're kind of thinking, "I could have done this differently," or "Oh, why didn't I think of this idea while I was doing it?" But so the magazine is a monthly magazine yeah. monthly publication and um we usually put it together within two weeks so right now actually i'm in the middle of preparing for our may issue uh, and um so what it consists of is basically like as the editor i get with all of my contributors which are around i want to say hold on wait i have a list right here because i was working on it earlier like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven writers. I have seven writers. Okay. All local, which is like one of the things I really wanted to do when I first started was bring local writers on board. And um, what I do is basically kind of like touch base with them, run ideas, um, we brainstorm, we just kind of have conversations and the ideas will literally just like bloom into reality. And to help out sometimes, like each month we'll have like a very loose space theme to kind of go off with and help them not start from like just, you know, zero on their ideas. So that really helps. And then we have a really fun fashion spread, which is something the public looks most forward to. Yeah. And I mean, as a magazine editor, I mean, somebody who puts together a really cool thing like a magazine, I mean... How do you come up with, like, the ideas and, like, the creative style, I guess, for each issue? Because, I mean, working with you, everything is, like, different. I mean, like, one month will be, like, all bright and then, like, the next month will be kind of, like, a darker tone. I'm not saying, like, the tone is dark, but, I mean, like, darker color scheme. I mean, like, how yeah. do you come up with the, 
like a creative like how do you like make everything so unique like how do you come up with ideas and i know that sounds like a bunch of bullshit but it just it just really happens and i never really pre-plan because i've learned at a newspaper even if you pre-plan something will change or not necessarily go wrong but you know just kind of like fall apart i guess at the very end of it right before deadline and so the best things just come up you know in those situations type of deal but so idea wise um i could just be talking to people that i work with on the magazine and then i remember like one month last march we were doing a photo shoot and we saw a pair of scissors that were like a cool color they were neon and we looked at them and we just thought, oh, that would be cool to like base an entire photo shoot kind of like issue on this like neon pair of scissors. Because huh. they're, they're just like wild, but they're, you know, practical in a sense. And March is also International Women's Day. So that kind of like tied into the thing. It's just, it's just wild little coincidence sometimes that lead to that. Or I'll listen to a song like one January, I was obsessed with Diana Ross. So we decided to do like a disco thing. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, because I know you, since I know you personally, uh, I know mm-hmm. that you're, you love Rolling Stone magazine. Like you like to collect them. So was working or like creating a magazine something that you like always kind of like dreamed about? Or like, like, is this kind of like a dream job for you? One of them. It's one of them. Okay. Definitely one of them. Because I do like magazines. I wanted to initially be a writer, though, for, um, like, National Geographic magazine. This is fun, though, because it is feeding, like, that kind of creative, like, artsy side where you can create visuals that go along with reports. And as far as, like, the design of the magazine, I've learned to really, really, really appreciate that, too. And that's where, like, these old magazines, like Rolling Stone, and even, like, new ones come in handy because you'll look at them and you'll think, oh, this is cool. Like, I can kind of go off of this and use it with, within our own publication. Gotcha. And, I mean, because I know that you're a native Laredoan, uh, born and bred in Laredo, down here on the border. I mean, because a lot of people who go into journalism always kind of like, oh, I would love to work for my hometown paper one day, right? Like, I mean, like... If I ever got, like, the opportunity to work at the Des Moines Register, I probably would take it because, I mean, that's the hometown paper I read and so forth. I mean, do you find it cool to work for your hometown paper? I do. I think it's a, a unique experience. I feel, well, like you say, like, a lot of people would be excited to work for their hometown paper. But I don't know why I had this, um, like, this notion that people would just kind of, like, be, like, not into it and want to work elsewhere but I think that's just kind of like also Laredo mentality thinking that your success is tied in with as far away as possible as you can get from the city but in like reverse or however um I thought it was a really unique experience and having been from Laredo or I am from Laredo (laughs) um it gives you like a different definitely a different um insight into this city that kind of Hi, this is a break. I just wanted to say we experienced some technical difficulties during Adi's answer. However, I liked her answer, so I decided to keep it in. For the people who are wondering how she ended her answer, she said, into the city that raised you. Now with that out of the way, 
enjoyed the second half of the podcast. All right, Adi. I mean, going back to that, because, I mean, you mentioned how you liked working here at the Lorraine Modern Times, your hometown paper. I mean, how did you get from journal assignment reporter, which is kind of like the basic reporter at the Lorraine Modern Times, to now the magazine editor? So um, I started in 2016 as the general assignment reporter. Kind of learned all the inner workings of how journalism works, you know, from your lead to that reverse pyramid scheme sort of deal of how reporters are supposed to write. I got over my shyness and was able to, like, interview people very naturally, and I feel like that added to my extrovertedness even more so, and I just became like a walking, talking bomb (laughs) or a tornado, if you like. And then by the next year, by 2017, the position for education reporter was open. So obviously you want to get full time. You want to be a full time, you know, reporter. And I took it without even thinking twice. And I really enjoyed it. I think that was the best beat for me. I mean, education, because it was like you could cover everything. You had, like, hard news and human interest stories and, like, super not easy, but very simple, just kind of, like, reporting the facts. And then you can get super intricate as far as, like, the testing and school systems because we all know that's a messy bit, especially here in Texas. And um, so that was really fun. And while I – I mean, since I started at Marina Morning Times, I actually wrote for the magazine – so I wrote a bunch of like different pieces and I became really good friends with the former editor. And then by 2018, she was offered another position there at the paper, kind of like moving up the ladder, so to speak. And they called me in and they just basically told me that they believed I was the perfect fit. I didn't know anything <laughs> when I first started as an editor. And it was pretty daunting and definitely like a whole different ball game because going from like the very newsy side and being a reporter and kind of just being on your own, basically, you know, you're just with you, your beat and your sources and that's it. Um, and of course, like you get help from other reporters, but to becoming like an editor of a publication that's monthly and having to kind of be a leader and make decisions and become that person that like writers go to for for wisdom for advice for you know can you check this and see if it's right so i went from a very just like unsure kind of agreed with everyone at first type of deal because i was trying to figure out how i would like to be as an editor and i feel now a whole year later i've really grown and i can really say that I enjoy working in that aspect like as a not a mentor-ish because I still write for the magazine and I still have a lot to learn but I definitely love that collaborating atmosphere that you have with like writers and kind of feeding their ideas and then they feed yours and then I'm just excited to like provide a space for people to express themselves gotcha I mean, you mentioned, because you still write, and I mean, obviously you have a lot of experience writing, I mean, with general assignment stories and, <laughs> and education. Is there anything, like, 
that you can like look back upon and be like, oh, that's like one of my favorite things I've ever written. I mean, like, let's just say you decide to end your journalism career today. What was what would be like one, one of or maybe like a handful of things that you'd be like, I'm very proud of that. Um, there's a handful of them. I can say definitely I'm a sucker for like human interest stories. So any story that I wrote with that foundation of like kind of like a study of humans and how they are as people. I remember in um, in the education beat, like I wrote one article about students who attend in like an alternative school. So they're kind of like the students who have like that like last chance who were either kicked out because they were skipping too much or failed and that was really cool because like you get to talk to them and like I feel like not a lot of people talk to them about what it is that led them to do what they do or be who they are and you kind of like give them again like going back to the platform you give them kind of that that space that platform to let people know like hey like we're not just troublemakers or we're not just like class clowns but this is what's wrong like within the system and so forth um I also really liked covering our local Anheuser-Busch parade that happens every year. <laughs> Wait, we have a local Anheuser-Busch parade down here? Yes, Garrett, the WBCA one. In oh, Denver. that one, okay. <laughs> that one was super fun. Really? For me. For I mean, me. I've actually never been. You've never been? Yeah, I've never been to it. That makes me oh, look bad. my fault. I'm sorry, I should have taken it. It's fine. <laughs> but that story also another story where kind of it like followed the same path for all these years like they would just kind of get a quote from a city official and say well this many floats came out and that's about it and so I remember the year I covered it I was kind of like how do I put like a fun twist to it like what what do I do you know what I mean so the parade goes along San Bernardo Street, so I followed it on San Agustin Street. And it goes on for I don't know how many blocks, but it's a long, it's a long walk. So I just followed it from that like street and I interviewed people. Like I just stumbled upon a different kind of um, viewpoint on that story and that was really fun too. Again, like a human interesty piece. And then yeah, that was about it. And then one of my favorite also pieces was um, I interviewed this this man who's like very well known here in Laredo, and he <laughs> he was kind of like in his twilight years of his life, and he was looking for for romance still. So that was a very fun interview to do because you also learn like different things. I feel like my favorite pieces are pieces that you learn something about yourself or life. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, no, not really. Cause I'm still like 24 and I still have a lot to learn about life, <laughs> but slightly, I mean like something that kind of like teaches you, like you kind of like realize something yeah. about yourself while writing it. Yeah. Or like you just like kind of get an insightful experience. Yeah. It, I got you. Know? you. A, not a whatever piece but just kind of like that you're thinking like okay i just need to write this i just need to hit 1000 words and i could go on with my life and you know go to target or go get dinner but then like you write it and you kind of like that was cool yeah i mean i've had some of those pieces and i mean 
obviously, as you mentioned earlier, you love to write. And I mean, as a journalist or as like a newspaper journalist, you better like writing because that's your primary job. But I mean, uh, is there any like writers or like journalists that kind of like who you kind of like look towards for like inspiration? I kind of, I think I know one of them, but I just want to see it. Okay. Well, it's true. earlier you mentioned how I, um, collect Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. And that's huge because one of the main reasons I do collect that is because of a very wonderful, like vivacious man. And his name was Hunter S. Thompson. And he writes, like, if you haven't read anything that was written by him yet, you have to read that right now. Like, stop listening. Go read that right now because it's amazing. Like, he he is um, part of that, like, new journalism crowd, which is kind of, like, you... It's not a traditional yeah. journalist approach, and you put yourself in the story, and it's very, like, first person. And I don't know. I just... I love the way he writes. And he followed... Um, the McGovern and Nixon campaign, and it was six thumbs up. Okay, six thumbs up. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. But I really like him. He was the first, one of the first writers who I kind of, it clicked, and I was like, these are amazing, you know, formations of words that are making sentences that are really sticking, and I would absolutely love to write just as well as he did but yeah i mean <laughs> now because you are 27 mm-hmm. and i mean obviously i assume you still have some hopes and dreams still left or I'm i mean <laughs> like what like if you do still have hopes and dreams i mean like within this business at least i mean what are your hopes and dreams like do you see yourself staying at a literary boring times forever or like do you see yourself maybe going off to like a different publication or like working on a bigger magazine one day? So I like, um, I like move despite having like been here for the past four years. I feel like I'm a very kind of adventurous soul and I feel that life is too short to spend in one spot. So in like a very perfect world, my dream job, so to so to say, is a travel writer. Okay. I would adore, like, traveling all over for National Geographic, like, throw me into the rainforest, let me interview a tribe, send me, you know, to Bali and let me interview, you know, um, a, a doctor over there type of deal. All those different things. Like, send me to Russia. Let me interview Putin. Like, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna like sit down with like all those people that we see as, oh my god, like he's insane. And I wanna sit down with them and have a, or attempt to have a very humanly <laughs> yeah conversation. <laughs> yeah, exchange of words and stuff. But yeah, I really wanna do all of that, and I wanna write every second of it down. So hopefully, I can do that one day. Hopefully, I mean. You're good enough to, hopefully, one day. But, I mean, uh, the last question I have for you, Adi, is because, uh, I mean, you have more experience than I do. I mean, because I'm only, like, two years into this. You're four years into this. So, yeah, you have double the experience. But what would you offer somebody, like, what type of advice would you offer somebody coming out of college or, like, anybody who's still in college? Like, what would you, what would be, like, the one 
piece of advice that you would recommend for, to them? Number one, <laughs> um, get involved in any publication that you have the chance to. So, i.e. university publications and intern. And if you can't necessarily do that for whatever reason, get your hands on as many publications from like all over the world as you can. Read as many articles as you can. Because you know how they say like, you know, you, you write as much as you read type yeah. of deal. So just expose yourself basically. And hopefully you will be blessed with an amazing editor in your first year like I was because props to Nick Giorgio, shout out. Because <laughs> I really feel like I grew under him and he was very resourceful and was very constructive in his criticism on how I wrote and what to look out for and kind of just like the tips and tricks. So listen to your mentors, absolutely. Like listen to them and don't get discourage when you see your first article dripping in red marks yeah everybody has that experience and it only gets better yeah so. no i can attest to that like one of my <laughs> like my sports report like sports editor at my first paper that i was at not just democrat like the first day came back gave me the thing it was all filled with red marks i was like oh okay it's now, devastating it's devastating <laughs> like it hurt me at first but i was like she knows what's up. So, I mean. Yeah, but then by your next one, you have, you know, 50% less red marks. Yeah, no. So, it's I mean, it's very helpful. A lot better. But so. I, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, is that it? That, this is it. <laughs> However, Adi, if you want to plug your social media so people can maybe follow your magazine development and so forth. Where can yes, they find I'm trying, I'm trying to get better with my like engagement on the social media for the magazine. But follow anyways, because it's it's really cool stuff. Um, it's Divino Mag. That's D-V-I-N-O Mag. And please do check it out. Stay tuned. Yeah, no, definitely check it out, guys. I appreciate you, I appreciate you Adi. And have a good night. Thank you.